0: Verses 15 to 22. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptise you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hands to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. He will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news to them. But when John rebuked Herod the Tetrarch because of his marriage to Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the other evil things he had done, Herod added to them all. He locked John up in prison. When all the people were being baptised, Jesus was baptised too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form, like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, who I love. With you I am well pleased.
1: Hello lovely people and it's so lovely to be with you all again and it's lovely to be with you here in this wonderful if not cold church today and the cold has reminded me that we can do nothing without God so before we go any further let's pray Father God we give thanks for your word and we give thanks that we are able to hear your word where we are And we pray now that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit where we are. Help us to hear the things that you want us to hear and help us to forget the things that you want us to forget. In the name of Jesus, your son, we pray, amen. In the later part of the 19th century, in the wild west of North America, the real pioneer territory, There was a small town called Rolling Rock. Now, Rolling Rock really was a small town, and in fact, it was a small mining town. The population of that town was 81, made up of 80 men and one woman. The 80 men had moved to the area to work in the mine, and they had a reputation for swearing, drunkenness, fighting, and pretty much everything else you can think of. The one woman also had a job, but given the town was made up of 80 men and her, I'll leave it to your imaginations to work out what it is she did. Her name was Sal, and one day Sal discovered something. She was pregnant. It wasn't just an occupational hazard, it was a reality she was going to have a baby but there was a gigantic problem in the way. Namely she didn't know who the dad was. And so sure enough the baby was born and Sal decided that she needed to get the baby baptised. So she went to the nearest church and at that church the minister said to her who is the father?" To which Sal had to admit she didn't know. The minister asked again, have you got any idea who he could be? To which Sal reluctantly answered, well he could be one of 80. The day of the baptism came, and because Sal had no clue as to who the father was, and of course these days predated paternity tests, she invited every one of those 80 men to stand in as father and they did. And on that day the baby was baptised, each of those men heard the words the minister was saying and decided to take some responsibility for the baby. One got a crib, one got toys, one provided a place for them to live. One made a decision to give food, another to provide clean water. Each of them decided to do what they could to bring up this child the best, even going as far to build a school hall in the town. All of a sudden, they started a change as well. The fighting became less and less until it was non-existent. The swearing was kicked out of the window. All the bad behaviour that was seen before pretty much departed as these wild 80 men became very good human beings and a very good dad to this small baby. Now, there is something of a moral to this story and of course it is that this baby made a difference. But perhaps even more than that, the moral is that baptism made a difference, because he was at the baptism and the words of the minister that these men made a decision to do something that was right. And you know what, that moral is true then as it is now, as it was right back when Jesus himself was baptised, baptism makes a difference. Which is where we pick up our reading today the baptism of Christ. And in the church calendar we tend to celebrate this very on in the year in January time and here we have it today as well. Those of us who are familiar to church may know the story very well. John the Baptist is doing his thing. He is baptising people For the forgiveness of their sins. Encouraging the nation of Israel. To repent of their wrongdoing. And turn to the Lord. And a sign of their turning to the Lord. Was their immersion in water. John the Baptist himself. Was a pretty big deal in the land at this point. He was well known. And people flooded to see him speak. And to be baptised by him. And then his cousin turns up. An unknown man from Nazareth, some 30 years old, just one face in the crowd probably in a line approaching John on that day. He comes to be baptised. But when he is baptised this remarkable thing happens. He goes into the water, he comes up, the heavens open up and the voice says, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. Everybody knew that this guy from Nazareth, just another face in the crowd, wasn't just a face in the crowd. That he was special. John the Baptist knew as well that he was special. So special. This guy was the Messiah. And from that day on, John the Baptist's ministry went down and Jesus' went up. As Jesus went throughout the land, performing miracles, healing people, telling of the good news of the kingdom of God, the forgiveness of sins, before taking the sins of the world upon himself in his death and then his resurrection. This guy truly was the son of God. This guy truly was the Messiah. This was God himself on earth, the saviour. Now all of that presents us with a bit of a problem. As I've said already John the Baptist was baptising people for the forgiveness of their sins, a call to repentance if you will. So when Jesus approached him asking for baptism it's little wonder that John himself was slightly reluctant. After all. Jesus was the only person who could ever claim to be without sin. He had not sinned, therefore there was no need for him to be baptised. But sure enough he was. So the question naturally is for us, why was he? Why was he baptised in the first place? And maybe for us to understand what was going on, we need to dig a little bit deeper. We need to understand that baptism itself was far older than anything that John the Baptist was doing then. In the Jewish faith, in the Jewish religion, baptism was a sign of maybe a new start. It was a washing of ceremonial purposes. A priest would be washed clean before he would go into the temple to minister it was a sign that they were cleansed before God, and they were going forward to do something new. If a non jew was to become a Jew, they had to be fully immersed in water first. In some ways, what John was doing by calling the people of Israel to this repentance and to baptism was to say, be the people who God wants you to be. Be the people of his promise, live out who it is and have, I guess, this new start. And for Jesus, baptism marked that new start. We know already that he was essentially an unknown at this point, but from this point on he was well known. This was the beginning of his ministry. It was a public declaration, where he was and heaven confirmed it, of who he was. Baptism made a difference to him as well. And baptism continues to make a difference to all those who call upon his name. Because the scriptures tell us that all those who call upon his name themselves need to be baptised. For the forgiveness of sins, yes. As a sign of being cleansed and washed clean, yes. As a sign that we are dead to our old self and a new self comes, yes. As a sign of repentance, turning around from our past life but looking forward, yes. But also a sign that we are starting something new. That we are doing something new in our lives. Because when we are baptised, when we become a member of God's family, we're not just doing this symbolic act. God gives us the tools that we need to live out His purposes for our life. God gives us His giftings. God anoints us to do His work, and God calls us to be part of His work. To be part of His body in the world, going out into the world to do the things that He calls us to do. To see the preaching of the good news, to see the sick healed, to cast out the demons to see the miracles happen, to tell of the love of God, to demonstrate the love of God. And that is a calling for each and every one of us who is baptized. You know, one of the common myths in the church is that ministry begins with ordination. When somebody is ordained and maybe they get one of these callers, that somehow they are extra special, that they are extra specially called by God, or that even worse, they are the only people who are called by God. The truth is actually far different. And though some people are called to ordination, and ordination is a valuable thing, not to be taken lightly, ministry begins at baptism. Baptism is where it starts. And if you were baptized, and whether you were baptized as a tiny baby, whether you were baptized as an adult, the Lord calls you into His service. He calls you to minister in His name. The Lord calls you to be part of the building of His kingdom. And the Lord calls you to make a difference in the world. Baptism is truly makes a difference look at the example of that story from roaring rock where so many people's lives are changed and faith grew look at the testimonies which we hear in churches up and down the land of what happens when people are met meet with jesus and they are baptized look at the families who come in faith cradling a small baby saying even sometimes I'm not sure why but I want to do something to give thanks to God for the birth of this child and mark that I want to bring him or her up in the right way. Baptism makes a difference and I guess in all of this there is a principle going on and that is that we need to take our baptism seriously and maybe if we're not baptized Pray and consider in our hearts if that is the right thing for us to do. Take our baptism seriously. Take our calling seriously. Be part of making the difference that the Lord calls us to do. Go out. Share his love. See his kingdom grow. See more people come to faith. See more people be baptized. See more people added to the number. See the giftings grow. See it multiplied. Be part of God's kingdom growing. Let's be the people of baptism. Let's be the people who make the difference. Let's pray. Father God, we give thanks for your word. And we give thanks for the story of Jesus and his baptism. And we ask now... That you would reaffirm us in the baptism that we've had if we are baptized we give thanks for our baptism and whether that baptism took place while we were an adult or maybe it's something we can't remember we give thanks for it and we pray now that you would reveal to us the purposes of your love reveal to us the gifts that you have for us. Reveal to us the plans that you have for us. And reveal to us the ways in which we can serve your kingdom. Lord, we pray that today you would help us to take our baptism seriously to see your kingdom grow. And Lord, today we pray for those who are preparing for baptism, those who are considering baptism, and those who on this day are being baptised themselves. We pray blessing upon them. Lord, as they begin their ministry, bless them. As we continue our ministry, bless us. Draw close to us, we pray. Help us to feel your love. And be with us now as we journey on. In the name of Jesus, your Son, we pray. Amen.